and welcome to a new episode of the Grace and Joy podcast. This is one that I've been meaning to record for quite a long time and it's something very close to my heart and it's actually on grace and what grace means to me. I've always been fascinated by this term and it's been a kind of warm and visceral feeling for me to think about grace and and just to feel it. And I remember watching a very young Leonard Cohen in an old recording. He was asked about his day and he said, I wake up in the morning and I like to assess in myself whether I'm feeling in a state of grace each morning. And he said to be establishing in that which we already are, this, this state of grace holds us even when we forget ourselves. A while ago, I just wrote about this aspect of grace and what it means to me. The The words came up when I was deciding upon my workshops and my intuitive painting group. Grace and joy just came to me and I knew it had to be that without really analysing why It's just intuitive painting, grace and joy. And joy as that eternal sense within us, not fleeting like happiness, but our essential nature and living in a state of grace, remembering our essential nature. And then I was listening to Alan Cohen, who I really admire, And he has a book called The Grace Factor, which is a wonderful read. And he mentions that grace is a higher power and a greater love in the universe that's taking care of all of us in ways that perhaps we don't understand. And this grace keeps a higher vision for us than perhaps our fearful selves might understand always holding this greater mirror, this greater celebration of the truth of who we are. I love this idea and this truth. Gosh, words can be so difficult. But the force of love operating in the universe and in our lives that can help us in ways where sometimes we can't help ourselves. It's also forgiveness and something bigger than I can see. And it's the fact that there is a loving, benevolent force. And that might be a God, that might be a great spirit, that might be pure consciousness, parabrahman, whatever feels right for you, or however you know it in your life. Um, and this benevolent power, this energy, this beautiful force will support you when perhaps you feel completely incapable of supporting yourself and also how doors will open that you cannot imagine how to open or you don't even see the doors there because it's a sense that you're so loved and so valued and so forgiven that something else takes over and you'll never be cast aside, you'll never be forgotten about there will always be some pathway to this higher ground. And I think we can ask for grace to help us to 
live and to help us to live in particulars as well. So perhaps finding our passion, perhaps knowing how to deal with a certain situation, perhaps in helping others. There can be a way of asking to be shown, in a sense, what we already know, but working in collaboration with this and as this, this aspect of grace as an essential part of ourselves, but one that perhaps we've forgotten. Muji, the wonderful Advaita pointer, teacher, talks of grace and how we are grace and we can never not be in a state of grace. We can never not be grace. It's how we move through our lives. It's how we dance and express, how life is danced and expressed through us in this beautiful expression of life in this particular incarnation on the planet. It's very touching, it's very moving, and it's such a peaceful, spontaneous, always happening, eloquent and elegant. Somehow it's beyond any human concepts of it, and it's beyond our little pictures of ourselves, like a beautiful wind that dances through us, as us, this expression. And Muji talks about how everything is happening by itself, how we are not beating our hearts, we are not growing our fingernails, we are not growing our hair. This is happening. We don't have to be aware at every moment. We don't have to stop and check that our in-breath is happening, our out-breath is happening. We take these things very much for granted as we move through the world and through our lives. But it's what a miracle. It's grace that's doing all of this. And I think that's something that's, it transcends any religion. It transcends any categorization. It's the truth that's pointed to in all religions and in all spirituality. And it's this aliveness in the earth. You know, it's again a very, for me, a very pantheistic animism of this force that we can't control. And when we let go of trying to control, greater things happen. Beautiful, greater things unfold because they're just going to. And so it invites us to live with more ease and with more flow and with more beauty and acceptance and self-compassion and compassion for others rather than a jarring kangaroo hopping through our lives. <laughs> Yeah, so grace is the acceptance of a greater force for good, a spirit innate in all things, a celebration of life in a world of seeming hate and fear. And that reminds me of a poem by Rilke that I absolutely love and that I've lived by since I first read it when I was very young in the library and I copied it out in Camborne Library. I wrote it down, it resonated with me and it always will and that's the poet speaks of praising. There are so many Rilke poems that are beautiful companions for life. So the poet speaks of praising. Oh, speak, poet, what do you do? I praise. But the monstrosities and the murderous days, how do you endure them? How do you take them? I praise. But the anonymous, the nameless greys, how, poet, do you still invoke them? I praise. 
What right have you in all displays, in very mask, to be genuine? I praise, and that the stillness and the turbulent sprays know you like star and storm? Because I praise. And this also reminds me of Mary Oliver's words in one of her poems where she says, my job is in loving the world. I mean, how amazingly essential and beautiful and transformative that is. My job is in loving the world. That's, that's our reason for being here. That's our purpose, to celebrate, to express the life that we are. And if we can all do this from our essential state of peace and joy, what an amazing life we could celebrate with each other without the ego, without the fears, the hauntings, the, the terrible things that go on in the name of fear and mankind's self-loathing, misunderstanding and anger, all of these other energies that emerge from a, a state of fear. So I've also written here, grace is an acceptance and deep knowing of natural flow and unfolding that happens all by itself and living as this grace is creating a harmonious life. We are always living in a state of grace and can never not be it. Grace is a natural opening, a surrendering of control, of ego, of forcing and bending and recognising that far greater things happen than we could ever have planned or foreseen. And this is reflected so much in intuitive painting, where we don't know what journey we're going to go on. We have no idea where our paintings are going to take us, what marks are going to appear, what textures, colours. We have no idea where our paintings will go. And it's so bold and brave and creative and delightful, delightfully spontaneous and joyous. So grace is new life and it's ever fresh. It's not bringing any staleness with you from the past. It's ever fresh, new life emerging from the seed, growing, blooming, dying, releasing its leaves, returning to the earth, resting, re-emerging, new life, blooming and it all happens by itself without the seedling trying or intending. No seedling ever decides, hmm, I'm going to be this particular flower or I'm going to really try hard and grow well. There's that natural unfolding, that natural knowing of what it will be if it comes to fruition. There's no questioning of itself. The plant doesn't doubt itself. Um, it's, it's going to happen. It's unfolding in its natural way. Grace is the cycle of the flowers, the seasons of the year. Grace is wisdom, not knowledge. Grace is a smorgasbord of colours, a palimpsest of clouds over clouds. And grace is an empty space, a clear sky, no birds, no butterflies, no storm clouds, no sunbursts. And this comes from the sense of whatever is in front of something else, isn't it? These things are infused with it, but there is something deeper than all of these individual things. Just as the clouds 
come and go, but the sky is always here. The waves on the ocean move and they crash and they disappear. The ripples emanate and they disappear, but the ocean doesn't. There's something greater than all the surface appearances or all the things that happen in front of the sky or the sea and all the miracles and wonders that happen within and on the earth. There is that essential presence, that conscious awareness that has to be first. It, it has to be there before all the others can appear and disappear within it. And I do often think of a white nothingness which contains absolutely everything and everything has the space to come and go within it and play and flower and live and die and it's all happening in this greater spatial and space of awareness this pure conscious awareness what an amazing dance so it's all of these things that appear and none of these things that appear and that's grace grace is a color symphony and no colour at all. Grace is the dandelion, the peony, the beetle, the elephant, and none of these at all. <laughs> Grace is every subtle hue and no hue at all. Grace is rhythm and flow and beyond any concept of what rhythm and flow might be. And a couple of days ago, on February the 6th, today it's February the 8th, I was reading my A Year with Rilke. It's daily readings from Reina Maria Rilke, translated by Joanna Macy and Anita Burroughs, and, and I love it. Um, it inspires lots of my artwork and my feltings in the past. And on February the 6th, the entry is from Letters to a Young Poet, wonderful, wonderful to read that. So this is just a tiny bit and this extract has the title Unsayable. Things are not nearly so comprehensible and sayable as we are generally made to believe. Most experiences are unsayable. They come to fullness in a realm that words do not inhabit. And most unsayable of all are works of art which alongside our transient lives, mysteriously endure. That was written actually on February the 17th, 1903 in Paris. And this, the nameless and the named, this nameless something, this beyond the concept of any concept of something, I'm just fascinated with that. And it it feels so expansive and so true and utterly what is and just as the isness some um, true grace all is happening by grace thank you so much for listening to this episode of the grace and joy podcast and i'd love to know what you think or whether you have any other thoughts on grace or anything else that came up in this episode, I'd love to know. Please feel free to get in touch with me on www.rowenascotney.com. That's my main website. And also feel free to email me. My email address is rowenascotney at btinternet.com. You can also find me 
on social media, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. It'd be lovely to hear from you. Thanks a lot. Bye.